It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Thursday. Great to have you in. I'm James Erpine. We're one day away from Reds baseball. Cactus League starts up tomorrow, and we can start talking about the games next week on the podcast. We will get Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Really good stuff. Going to join us every single week during the season. Going to get him on starting next week to discuss spring training to discuss what we got going on in the minor leagues, the projected minor leaguers, and so much more today. Well, it's great because, look, th- this is our third episode, our third show. And first show, I'll be honest, you guys knocked it out of the park. Everyone that listened to our first show, thank you so much. Um, if you're not aware, I, I'm a Locked On Bengals host as well, and we debuted this Locked On Reds. I didn't really know what to expect as far as listeners go, and it was a hit. And yesterday was a hit. I hope today's a hit, and I hope we just hit the ground running. I don't want this to be a rebuild or a build, and I know it's a process, but I want I want this podcast to be great, and the quickest way for it to be great is uh, is for you guys to, to share it, listen to it like you're doing, and um, thank you so much. The, the followers on Twitter, we're up to 150 followers at Locked on Reds. Doesn't sound like a lot, right? Right? But the Twitter, the Twitter uh, page just started on Saturday. <laughs> like it just started Saturday and I'm like, all right, podcast debuting this week. Let me get a Twitter going. And that's there. I'm on Twitter at James Erpine. Thank you for following there. If you do. And yesterday, what happened? Well, LockedOnReds.com went up and that's live. So now every podcast will be posted on LockedOnReds.com. What else happened yesterday? iTunes. Now we're on Apple podcast. So if you have an iPhone like me or an iPad and you like to get your Apple podcast, you could subscribe. You can leave a review on iTunes. I would love for you to do that. I would love it because basically the goal of this podcast, and some will be longer than others, daily Reds content for your ears every single day, on the ride home, on the way into work, while you're doing dishes. That's literally when I get my most podcast. I'm either showering or doing dishes, and I don't like doing it without music or without podcasts, and usually it's a podcast if I have something good to listen to. So this The goal of this is to give you a Reds fix every single day. Today, I want to dive into something that a lot of us, a player that's near and dear to my heart because I just love how he plays. And when you think about the Reds lineup in 2018, odds are you have an idea of what it is if you're listening to this podcast. If not, I'll get into it anyways. But odds are you have an idea. Who's the biggest question mark? Like, who's the guy that you're like, 
I don't know if they're going to be starting at the end of the year. I don't know if they're going to cut it at the plate. I don't know what they're going to bring to the table. And there's a couple, right? I mean, if you look at their lineup, you, you got Billy Hamilton and Jesse Winker, Adam Duvall. Then you got a guy by the name of Joey Votto, no question marks there. Eugenio Suarez, no question marks there. Scooter Jeanette, certainly some question marks there. And Jose Peraza in the middle of the infield. Can Scooter do what he did last year? Career season, hit 278, 19 bombs, had the four home run game, got on base 32% of the time. Jose Peraza, we expected more last year. How will he be at shortstop? Will he be good defensively? Can he be better at the plate than he was last year? Scott Shebler, I think you know what you're getting with him. Tucker Barnhart, serviceable at the plate, very good defensively, reigning gold glove winner. But this lineup has its fair share of questions now. No Zach Cozart. What happens with the middle infield? Can Jose Peraza play short, or is Eugenio Suarez going to do it? Even Nick Senzel taking some reps at short, the, uh, the, the Reds' number one prospect, former number one overall pick, or former first-round pick, second overall, or third overall, second, third, one of those overall. I'm not looking at it right now. But, yeah, Nick Senzel taking reps at third and short. Maybe Eugenio Suarez can move to short if, that, if need be. And Jose Peraza can go back to second if Scooter Jeanette struggles. So there's questions surrounding the lineup but I think that the most interesting guy in this lineup projected to be it isn't Jesse Winker and I get it you, you're probably excited to see Jesse Winker played in 47 games last year hit seven bombs 298 average looked like he could be a pretty good major leaguer it's not Jose Peraza who needs to rebound a bit it's not Scooter Jeanette who's coming off of a career year no 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 biggest question mark for me is Billy Hamilton because now Billy Hamilton making more money than he's ever made. A guy who's proven center fielder. You know what you're going to get with him. He's going to be electric on the base paths. He's going to be electric in the outfield. But he's also going to strike out 100 plus times. Or he's going to miss 40 plus games. Or both. He's not going to hit better than 250, 260. He's not going to hit many home runs. He's not going to get on base 35% of the time. He's not going to get on base 40% of the time. No, Nowhere near close to that. Billy Hamilton's on-base percentage last year was 299. On-base percentage. That has to go up. So the biggest thing lineup-wise to me is what Billy Hamilton does this year. Does he convince Brian Price that he can hit leadoff again? Does he lead off? Is he the first at-bat? Does he get that first at-bat on opening day? Or is it someone else? Is he able to improve and take that step, a step that Zach Cozart took? Zach Cozart was a player we had figured out. I mean, let's go back. You ready? 2012, 246. 2013, 254. 2014, 221. 2015, 258. 2016, 252. And then in 17, 297, 24 bombs, easily a career high. He hit 25 total home runs in 15 and 16, 24 last year. Strikeouts, 78 strikeouts. Earlier in his career, he had more than that for the year. And he did it in less at-bats. He was getting 500-plus at-bats his first couple years. Last year, he, he was injured. He got dinged up, 122 games. But he was hitting 297, 24 home runs, 63 RBIs. 
So Zach Cozart, and all of a sudden he was getting on base. His on-base percentage high, 385. His on-base percentage for his career, 305. So if there's any hope, and I could go, let's go on-base percentage here because that's the bigger thing with Billy Hamilton, right? So Billy Hamilton's career on-base percentage is 298. It's 298. And outside of the the 19 at-bats he got in 2013, we won't count that. After that, 14 to 17. 292 on base percentage, 274, then up to 321. Oh, light bulb might be coming on. 2017 drops down to 299. So a career 298 on base percentage. Cozart, not much different. 2012, 288, 284, 268, 310, 308, then it jumped to 385. How fun would it be if this year was the year it jumped for Billy Hamilton? If this is the year where Billy Hamilton figured it out to a certain degree. Again, he doesn't need to hit 300. I'm okay with Billy Hamilton hitting 250. But he's got to be able to walk. Get on base. Because if Billy Hamilton gets on base 33, 34% of the time, that's huge. That's such a big difference. That gives them such a boost. 35% of the time? 36%? That's the difference. You can't be a a 30% on base guy. It's got to be higher than that. And it's it's interesting. Cliff Floyd of MLB Network, 17-year Major League Baseball veteran, was on with Mo Egger on ESPN 1530. And he was asked about, uh, Mo asked him about Billy Hamilton and mainly asked Cliff exactly what he would do. If he could get in the cage with Billy Hamilton, one thing he would improve on. Here's Cliff on the one thing Billy Hamilton should try to improve and hopefully did going into this year. I think the biggest thing is, you know, for, for me, it, w- it would be just to have him, you know, slap the ball a little bit more, um, you know, maybe have an approach where, where the, you know, the swing is a little bit more level. And I know it's hard. It's, it's, it's easy for me to stay on the outside looking in now. Like, you know, when guys just tell me, I go, yeah, right, you go in a box, you figure out. You know, you, 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 you think it's easy, you come do it again. <laughs> but, I, but I think with Ham is he has the potential to do it, and we've seen, you know, flashes of it. Um, you know, obviously I think we all wish he could bunt a little bit more. We all wish, you know, if he, he could just beat the ball on the ground, he would beat out, you know, a, no, a number of hits. But um, obviously it's easy said than done. But I think he has the potential to do it. I just wonder, um, you know, is there something that he can do in the cages where it's going to consistently do it? And, you know, if I wasn't the type of hitter, you know, Beham is, but I think the biggest thing that I watch from him is he, he tries or he seems to look like when he, when he, when he you know, takes his bat path to the baseball, uh, it's more fly, fly ball oriented. And that's not going to do it for him. I think he has to get in the cage. And, and smack the ball to the left side of, of, of that, you know, of that cage and consistently stay there. Don't worry about no homers. Don't worry about hitting the ball in the gap. Just consistently beat, you know, beat the ball on the ground and utilize the speed. I think that would be the difference. And then he can level himself out after he gets consistently with just putting the ball in play. That's Cliff Floyd with Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 earlier today. And yeah, like that's the thing is Billy Hamilton put it in play on base percentage. Like those are the two things. Walk more. That dude walks like zero times, essentially. He has 144 total walks, 422 total strikeouts. What? Let's go. I'm going to go walks to strikeouts. You ready? From 2014 through 2017. 
34 walks, 117 strikeouts. 28 walks, 75 strikeouts. 36 walks, 93 strikeouts. 44 walks, 133 strikeouts. 44 was his career high last year. His career high. Not that I'm saying you have to walk a ton, but like that's what happened to even Zach Cozart last year. Career high in walks, 62. Not insane, but he cut down on his strikeouts as well. Only 78. Had 84 the year before with more at-bats. Way more at-bats. 26 more at-bats, six less strikeouts. That's the difference. Billy Hamilton getting more selective, making contact. It it all jives together. Uh, Billy Hamilton was talking with reporters. This, I I think, was Fox 19, but I think he was talking to a bunch of other reporters as well. This is uh, Billy Hamilton on his offseason, what he did to get better. I, I, I definitely think so. I, th- I definitely think so. Uh, like I said, I, I, I've given, I've given a, a lot defensively-wise, and I just feel like my offense is just steadily, steadily, uh, steadily growing. But like I said, it's, it's not been as fast as uh, what I expected or what everybody else expected. But like sometimes, you, sometimes you, it happens like that. But you also get another chance to prove that you, that you can get to that point. And I just feel like this year has been one of those uh, – this offseason has been one of those – where I've, I've learned a lot and I'm taking it into, into the spring training. I feel like this is going to be a, a good year. It feels like it's going to be a good year. I hope so. Man, I hope so. I would love – that's the thing. How fun would it be? Like, I get it. Record-wise, who knows what the Reds are this year. Pitching-wise, who knows what the Reds are this year. And there's plenty of time for us to get into that. But as far as Billy Hamilton, how fun would it be if that dude had a career season? Let's say hit 265. I'm not asking for a lot. Hit 265. Six home runs. Doesn't need to be a lot. On base percentage, 350. Still making those highlight catches. Learned how to bunt somehow. But at some point, you are what you are. Billy Hamilton has a total of at-bats. 1,987. He's got 2,180 plate appearances. At some point, he is what he is. He's played in 537 major league games. And I think you probably know what he is. You just hope. I know I do. I hope that he can be exactly what fans look at him as. A lightning rod, game changer, guy who can do a little bit of everything for you. Because I think casual fans view Billy Hamilton and think he's really good and would get initially upset. But Billy Hamilton's 27 years old. At some point, you are what you are. And right now, he's been a a very good defender and a guy who runs well on the bases and can steal bases. Now, that's valuable. Is that a starter? No. His wins above replacement is a one. <laughs> is a one. It was a one in 2017. The average wins above replacement for a starter is two plus. Placement level player is zero. Five plus is an all-star. Billy Hamilton, I hope his wins above replacement is two plus this year. I hope he does everything he's done in the years past and then some. Because then we'll see those stolen bases go up. Like that's the thing. You want to know how Billy Hamilton hasn't improved? Proof of it. 56 stolen bases in 14, 57 in 15, 58 in 16, 59 in 17. If I would have told you in 14 that he had 
56 stolen bases. How many would you have guessed he had had by now in 2017 or 2016 or 2015? I bet you you would have said, oh, that dude's going to get close to 100 stolen bases one year. He's going to get 80 stolen bases. Going up one year by year. <laughs> and you can argue, oh, well, that's because he played in more games or less games or he was injured. Sure, part of it. The other part is, is he doesn't get on base enough. So if Billy Hamilton can get on base, we're going to talk a lot. And this might be the only time I focus all, all spring training on it, solely Billy Hamilton and what he could do to change this. But the idea of Billy Hamilton on first or second, 5 or 10% more than he had been prior, especially it would be around 5%. Let's not get crazy with 10 but 5% more than he had been on in previous years with Joey Votto coming up either a batter or two after him. That works. Otherwise, he's going to have to hit eighth. Maybe ninth. Maybe you want him close to Joey, and you hit him ninth. And then when he does get on base, Joey Votto can be there. So it's interesting. That's an interesting thing to me. I get it. Jesse Winker polarizing. Jose Peraza, there's question marks with him. Scooter Jeanette. All of the the young pitchers that we will dive into here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. But to me, Billy Hamilton, that is interesting because I think he's a star in this city. Not a star player, not an all-star player, a star in this city. Fans love Billy Hamilton. And I would love for his play at the plate to be on par with that. I'm not asking for what Scooter Jeanette did last year. Where it's 280, four home runs in a game, all this. No, get that on-base percentage up to what Scooter Jeanette had it at last year. I, that's the thing. Get on base 33, 34% of the time, Billy. You do that, and you, one, you, you need to improve at that because you're trying to get paid in a couple of years. Two, it'd be a big boost for this Reds offense, and three, as far as the, the health thing, because people are probably like, yeah, he's probably not going to stay healthy. Rotate all four. Rotate all four outfielders. You have Shebler, Winker, Duvall, and Hamilton. Hamilton doesn't need to play 160 games. I'd rather 125 games of Billy Hamilton playing elite defense, stealing bases, and getting on base 34 35% of the time versus 160 games and him doing what he did last year. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Give us a follow at Locked on Reds, at James Rapine on Twitter. Also, check it out. We are now on iTunes, working to get us on all of the other platforms, as this is only our third episode. I will say this, though. Third podcast in the books. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for for everyone who's listened. Please share it. Please share it with whoever you want to or whoever you can, any Reds fans you know. Let's get the word out about Locked on Reds. Um, LockedOnReds.com is now up So I want you to check that out as well And if you want to write for us Email me JamesRapine at ESPN1530.com With any past experience you have writing That's something we're looking to add Some baseball writers As we move forward to the season At LockedOnReds.com I'm James Rapine. We'll be back at it tomorrow Until then James Rapine signing off This has been the Locked On Reds Podcast Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.